Previously recorded in both Murfreesboro and Chattanooga, Tennessee, this is NFLs, a production by Next Season Sports Media. Hello everyone, welcome to NFLs. It is a show where inexplicably after three and a half seasons one of the main characters is replaced by an entirely different actor i'm your co-host cameron reed i am the other co-host drew wade and we have got an exciting week of nfl football to talk about this week don't we drew i mean i'd like to leave the last week in the rearview mirror as an eagles fan um as quickly as i can so yes let's get let's get to talking about this week um (laughs) Before before we do that, obviously, Jacob's not here. Um, he took a beating last week in NFLs. I'm sure you all realize that. We disagreed on eight games, and I got six of those correct, pushing my lead over Jacob to eight. Uh, so he's just feeling really down and out about that, and that's why he's not on today. Um, just mm. So keep your thoughts with Jacob. So very thankful to have Cameron here stepping in for him. Uh, this is... Uh, you you all know Cameron, my my co-laborer in the uh, sports media business here, mm-hmm. and uh, this, is, this is I believe this is your first time uh, being on one of our uh, sports podcasts since um, being wedded to your lovely wife. So it is. How, it how is. has marriage been, dude? It's been awesome. So, I mean, just a big life change. I feel like you having a kid is different, but. <laughs> a, a similar experience you know like everything is just completely yeah. different after that so mm-hmm. it's been great i mean living with my best friend is just incredible and that's uh, been good for me in terms of sports as well i got a i got a hole in one playing disc golf on our honeymoon Ooh. so it's pretty special you, did it. you know being married has made me better at everything and i've already mastered it you know about a month into our marriage now and i, yep. I know you, everything about marriage so you know everything there is to know right. yeah once you got it you got it there's not much yeah. more you can but uh yeah so congratulations again on that um thank you thank you but uh yeah before we get into uh this week's games we can do our our usual segments uh to pretend that the music is going uh it's time for (laughs) uh my beautiful dark twisted fantasy football um we don't have to go into the details of me i went one and four in my across my five leagues not not my finest hour I uh, don't have to talk about any specific results, especially not in the Wade Dynasty. How did you do in fantasy football this week? Uh, this week was okay for me. I went three and two. Okay. Uh, Wade, my Wade Dynasty season is over. I've I've decided that I got blown out again, back to back weeks with big losses. Um, in the Canto League, I did triumph over Brendan Swam, fellow next season sports media uh, member. Got an eighteen point win over him. We're eight four in that league, so we're doing well now. Uh, nice. My work league, I took a loss. I lost like 100 to 88, something like that. And mm-hmm. that is uh, by virtue of, of poor team management on my part. I started Jalen Hurts, and I had Russell Wilson on the bench. So uh, that was like a 16-point difference. And I had Leonard Fournette, who scored 37 points on the bench. Oh, that's rough. And Leonard Dawson. Fournette, that's rough. Dawson Knox was on oh, the bench. Oh, my goodness. It was, it was a rough, rough week. I had like 50 points on the bench. I could have killed the guy I was playing. I was playing the first place team. So if I won, I would have moved into second. Oh, man. That, but, that's really rough. 
And uh, but, at least that league isn't on sleeper, so it isn't like, yeah. giving you the award for worst manager yeah. of the week. <laughs> so I'm six and six in that league, which I'll still make the playoffs there. Uh, in my family league, which is the only money league I'm in, I was down by 29.4 points going into Monday Night Football. Mm-hmm. And in that league, we have defensive players. And I have Bobby Wagner, the Seattle Seahawks oh, linebacker. Oh, man, that's a good one to have. I needed him to put up 29.5 points to win. He got exactly 29.5 points. So I oh, won, my goodness. I won like 178.4 to 178.3. It was That's hype. That's exhilarating. Holy cow. <laughs> it, that's the way it was supposed to happen. And then I won in another league, a 16-team league that I'm doing with the youth group. But... uh I'm six and six, and I have a zero percent chance of making the playoffs. So, ah, well, it doesn't at that matter. Point, blow it up next year. Uh, next year's your year for sure. Oh, um, gotta be. While we're talking about fantasy, uh, let's mention that trade that you made a couple weeks ago in the Wade Dynasty that I liked at the time, and and now it looks even like you made yeah, off like even more of a I bandit, like a genius, um, Mister traded away Christian McCaffrey, which uh, I mean caused many to gasp Mm -hmm. i'm sure but uh now christian mccaffrey added back to the ir for the second time this season he will not be playing again this year and it's looking like he just won't be the same player uh ever again he just won't ever be able fully healthy so why don't you talk about that yeah so the big fire sale that went on in our league and uh jake was moving players and he wanted he he texted me and said what are you what are the odds that you'd be interested in trading mccaffrey and i was like well the package has got to be right Mm-hmm. And we went back and forth on like a Miles Sanders trade where I wanted Miles Sanders in a lot of extras and he wasn't going for it. And then just randomly the next day, he sent me an offer. Uh, I traded away Dak and Christian McCaffrey and I got Aaron Jones and Pat Mahomes. So, and a pick. Pretty, so, and a pick. Yeah, and a pick. Yeah. So I got younger at quarterback. Aaron Jones might just be the running back too for the Packers now. Yeah. So, so that's, I mean, I might have gotten on even at running back, but I mean, Aaron Jones still, I think is a great player. So like, even if the Packers go with AJ Dillon, they'd probably move Jones. Yeah, I agree. And I mean, so you're going to have Aaron Jones wherever he ends up next year. I mean, if he's behind AJ Dillon, he's still going to be getting uh, plenty of snaps. If he goes somewhere else, he's gonna be the RB one. So yeah. very, very good package there for you. Um, So I commend you on that. Yeah. Well, pleased with that one. Yeah. So moving on from my beloved fantasy. trade. What's that? My beloved trade in which I am well pleased. <laughs> That's a good one. Um, uh, moving on from fantasy football, we're going to go to our next se- segment. Bet on it. Bet uh, on this it. is bet on it. Um, <laughs> Cameron, why don't you hit us with your lock for the week first? Yeah, I'm going with a bit of a flyer bet here. Uh, looking at uh, over unders this week. Uh, the Raiders and the Washington football team over under is set right now at 49 and a half. Mm-hmm. Both of these teams have proven to have leaky defenses. Uh, the Raiders are averaging like 26 points a game. Washington's averaging like 23. So, I mean, that's right at the line. And I, I, I just they do it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just, it might be. <laughs> I just thought of that. I, I doubt that. I doubt that. Yeah, there's no that's, way. It's a funny coincidence. But I mean, the Raiders coming off a week where they just put up like 30 on the on the Cowboys, a little bit more than that. And then uh, Washington has been playing well enough on offense to win games. Mm-hmm. You know, they only had 17 against the Seahawks, but uh, week before that in week 11, 
they put up 27 on the Panthers. So, you know, I like the Raiders to get close to the 40 mark in this one. And I feel like Washington will get north of 20. So I'm going to go ahead and lock that in on the over. Very nice. Very nice. Taking the over on Oakland. On, oh, my gosh. I can't believe I'm the one that did it. I'm taking the over on <laughs> Las Vegas and Washington. Um, I've taken an over the last two weeks. And it's hit both times. So I'm going to uh, skirt with my losses or with my wins for now and uh, not keep going back to that same well for the moment. Um, I'm going to go with a little bit of um, a good one, honestly, <laughs> with as, as far as uh, return on the bet goes. Uh, so this is a spread bet, but the odds that I'm looking at are plus 100. Um, mm. So usually when you bet on a spread, it's always less than even. But this is even odds on the 49ers to cover three and a half against the Seahawks. Now, this is a little res- risky, I think, because I think the Seahawks eventually will start to look more like they have in the past. But just it has not been working for them recently. Uh, Russell Wilson maybe came back from injury a little too early. Um, is just missing open guys mm-hmm. almost like like every other every other drive he's missing open guys and the 49ers on the other hand have really uh, turned their season around a little bit they're back in the playoff hunt i think they hold a playoff spot right now and uh, they have been lethal on offense the past couple of weeks even with Jimmy Garoppolo playing subpar at times um now Debo Samuel is going to be missing for a few games at least so that might hurt their chances a little bit but i still like the way they're trending much more than i like the seahawks uh trend right now yeah i like that bet thank you thank you so uh yeah uh, eventually uh jacob and i will uh tally up how we're doing with our bets (laughs) but hasn't happened yet uh his hit last week as well i will say that he took the spread on the lions he took plus three Mm -hmm. and they only lost by two i believe so yeah, um, a good week bet. for NFL's bets. I so far I'm zero and two on the year. Ah, uh, yes, but this. <laughs> I, <laughs> do you want to give two locks in one leak? Ooh, no, wanna, no, not to try I, and I even it up. That. No, okay, can't do yeah. that. That's smart. That's smart. Cut my losses. That's a guy that's not addicted to gambling. Very good on you, sir. <laughs> uh, <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Um. So with that, let's get into this week's slate of games. Oh, um, we got to do a score update, Drew. Oh, score update. Yeah, you know, it wouldn't be NFL as if we didn't forget the score update at first. Right. Well, as I alluded to earlier, uh, your boy is out to an eight-game lead over the normal co-host Jacob. Um, I'm sitting at 112 wins, 68 losses in a tie. Jacob is at 104 wins, 76 losses in a tie. With the mm-hmm. coin rounding us out. At 92, 88, and 1. So still above 500 for the coin. We don't have to talk about Cameron's win rate because it's way better than mine. Just kidding. <laughs> Why don't you tell the people how you're doing? Uh, I'm sitting at 125 wins, 52 Goodness losses, and one tie. My current pace is exactly 200 games, correct? That is. How um, did you do this past week specifically? Because I felt um, like that was one of my better weeks. This past week was week 12, right? I got to get to the right yep. sheet. Uh, I went eleven and four this past week. One better than me. Dang, I went ten. I missed this week. I missed on the Monday night football game. I missed on Broncos, Chargers, Giants, mm-hmm. Eagles, and Dolphins, Panthers. I also missed on all of those. Plus one more. There was one more that I missed on that you got right. Apparently, um, oh yeah, I was an idiot and thought the Steelers would beat the Bengals. Mm. Um, yeah, I went back <laughs> and forth on that one. But um, side note, a little side project I did at the start of the year. 
I was curious. I just wanted to see how I thought each team would finish. And so I went through... This is probably the second week of the preseason that I did this. I went through every single week, and I picked a winner of every game before the season started. And my mm. preseason predictions so far, I have 108 correct Oh guesses. my goodness. You're literally... So. <laughs> you're beating me in your preseason... Proje- in your camulate... Actually, okay. No. You're beating Jacob. Thankfully, you're not beating me. I was going to say, I, don't th- I didn't think I was beating you. Okay, I thought I was yeah. right at Jacob. Yeah, so you're actually right in between us because I have 112 and he has 104. So your mm-hmm. your cumulation is right in between Jacob and I on the year. That's crazy. So kudos to you for that one. Just um, goes to show what might happen if you know nothing about each game. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, honestly, with some of these games, it, it would be better not to know um, yeah. what's been going on. So anyway, uh, with that, we will actually get into this week's slate of games. Um Cameron will be giving his own picks and also revealing Jacob's picks for the week. I will not talk explicitly about the coins picks, but I will still be flipping and keeping track. So uh, Thursday night football this week, we've got two teams that played on Thursday night last week, which is kind of interesting. It was Thanksgiving, so that plays into it. But the Dallas Cowboys are traveling down to the Big Easy to take on the New Orleans Saints. Um The Saints have been looking pretty, pretty rough past few weeks. I think Taysom Hill is going to be their starting quarterback this week, so maybe he'll give them a little bit of a boost on the offense. But that defense is just not inspiring any sort of uh, confidence for me. And on the other side of the ball, the Cowboys did allow, what was it, 33 points to the Raiders this past week. Um, But their offense still put up 30, missing um, Amari Cooper and missing CeeDee Lamb and with... Zeke not having his best game. So mm-hmm. I, I think the Cowboys are a better team. So unfortunately, I will be picking the Cowboys in this one. Yeah, this is a tough matchup to try to... In my opinion, you're kind of splitting hairs here because I don't think the Cowboys are nearly as good as a lot of people uh, think they are. You know, I'd agree with be- that. At the beginning of the season, um, they had the 31st hardest schedule, like strength of schedule. So they're the second mm-hmm. easiest. Only the Eagles had an easier schedule. That's right. Baby. Based on last season's records, but you know, I mean, obviously the Eagles' schedule hasn't been the hasn't proven to be as easy as it looked. But the Cowboys' schedule, watching their games, it, they look as easy as they they were projected to be. So I, I don't put a lot of salt in a lot of the Cowboys' wins. Um, they have kept some games close. So I, like, I don't think they're a bad team by any means. I think both the Cowboys and the Saints for me are around that high high B tier pushing A tier. Cowboys more often the Saints have looked like they belong in A tier to me. Yeah. Um, but you know, you touched on Taysom Hill starting for the Saints this week and I think he's going to I think he's going to be the X factor in this one. Uh, I think the Cowboys are going to get a lot of points, but I think Taysom Hill's offense for some reason is going to work and I'm taking the Saints in this one. Ooh. Um, all right. A little disagreement to start the week and uh, Jacob the big reveal, he has gone with your arch nemesis the Dallas Cowboys to win this one as well Alrighty. um so i hope you're right as as much as it'll hurt me to lose another game and be even further behind you uh as i'm <laughs> sure we'll keep tracking that but um yeah i hope you're right i i think Taysom hill is going to do well win or lose at, at least mm-hmm. from a fantasy perspective to uh back it up to uh my beautiful dark twisted fantasy football yeah um I picked him up, or I am. I have a claim in for him in at least one league. So, uh, yeah, he's projected like twenty six points in one of my ESPN leagues, which that's a little solid, pretty solid number for a quarterback. Yeah, that's pretty. That's really high. Um, <laughs> do you have uh, Do you have our sheet pulled up here? 
Uh, I do not have your sheet. Okay, so I will just uh, keep going, introducing the games. Up next, I've got the... We have got the New York Giants taking on the Miami Dolphins in Miami. So why don't you tell us what you think about this one? Yeah, so Dolphins, Giants, two teams that have had very interesting seasons so far. Uh, Dolphins, beginning of the year, were kind of projected to be a dark horse kind of wild card team. And they did not look like it for the first eight weeks of the season. Uh, the past couple of weeks, so the Dolphins have turned things around. Two has been playing well. Jalen Waddle looks like you know, the receiver that he was drafted to be uh, could be a, a big name going forward in the NFL. Uh, the Giants, <laughs> the Giants, I, I have no idea how to describe them. They're like the, I, they're just kind of lovable. I know you don't like them, but to me, I, I watch them play and they're just so lovable because they go out there every week and they try their darndest. And <laughs> that Daniel Jones, just, he, that Daniel he, Jones. I do legitimately think Daniel Jones is a pretty good quarterback, but man, he he doesn't have a lot working around him. The coaching, the game planning just seems so pitiful every time they play. But uh, that being said, I, I think I think they match up pretty well against the Dolphins, and I I'm gonna take the Giants to win this one. All right, spicy. So we're having uh, two yeah. disagreements here back to back. I'm going to be going with the Dolphins. Um, like you said, they have been looking more like the team they were expected to be. Uh, defense has been playing pretty well. Tua has been really coming into his own here. And uh, that's good to see because he had been struggling so much. Um, so if you're not a Dolphins hater, that's something that, you know, I'm sure you're not upset to see. And then <laughs> as you touched on, Jalen Waddle has been looking like a receiver that should have been drafted number six overall. So, mm-hmm. um Good things going for the Dolphins there. The Giants, on the other hand, they did come up with a win against the Eagles last week, but I think any team would have beat the Eagles with how they <laughs> performed. And uh, they still only put up 13 points, and that's just that's not winning football. So that's uh, they scored 13 this past week and then 10 the week before. Yeah. And, uh, the Dolphins' defense has been, as I said, looking a little better. So I'm going to be going with the Dolphins in this one. Yeah. Uh, quick look at Jacob's pick. He is also going Dolphins, so not looking to lose any ground this week. Also, I do have your spreadsheet pulled up now, so if you want to introduce the next one, we can fall in line after that. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, sounds good. Sounds good. Uh, up next, we've got the hottest, hot of hot uh, AFC South matchup this week. Mm-hmm. The Indianapolis Colts are taking on the Houston Texans. And what uh, people are saying is going to be the game of the year. Um, hmm. Why is this not on Monday Night Football? It should be on Monday Night Football. Patriots, Bills, what? who would want to watch that, that out of there? Colts, Texans. Um, yeah, the Colts are really, uh, they're coming off a loss here, but they're really on a tear over these past several weeks. They um, really are. They started off looking lifeless a little bit. I believe they started off 0-3, going 6-3 and since that point. I believe. Um, mm-hmm. I think that's right. Yeah. yeah. So uh, Colts really on the up and up here. They really started leaning on just uh, not Justin, Jonathan Taylor. And that's really been working out for them. And Carson Wentz is looking more less and less, I should say, like 2020 Carson Wentz. So good for him. Uh, good for the Colts. The Texans are a crap show. Lost to the Jets last week. Um, they beat the Titans the week before that, though. So I guess you really never know. But I'm going to be going with the Colts. Yeah, I think you'd have to be kind of insane to pick the Texans to win this one. Um, you know, you mentioned they they snuck a win off the Titans. Uh, the Titans and the Colts are kind of 
go in two different directions right now. I think the Titans yeah. are still probably the better team. Um, but Indianapolis has been playing good football. They're playing really good teams in really close games. They're blowing them out in the case of the Bills. Um, but going back even further than that, they only lost by three to the Titans recently. Uh, last time the Texans and the Colts played this season, it was 31-3 to in favor of Indianapolis. Uh, I don't see anything different. I think the Colts are going to roll. Um, Jonathan Taylor is looking more and more like he's the best running back in the NFL, especially with Derrick Henry out right now. Yeah, I don't think you can argue... I don't think you can argue anybody's better than Taylor right now with, with Henry on the sideline. So I'm going Colts in this one. And Jacob is also going with the Colts. Friendship. That's a unanimous for the three uh, hosts this week. Um, cool. All right. Our next game we have going head-to-head the Minnesota Vikings and the Detroit Lions. Uh, matchup of NFC North bitter rivals there have been many matchups between lions and vikings uh historically so it's only fitting that they would play each other in football uh <laughs> these nfc north games man they're they're tough to predict really because every year there's at least two or three of them that are like that should never happen this team should never win um and to be fair right now the detroit lions are still technically capable of making the playoffs if the Lions, if the Lions win out and go six and ten and one, other teams uh, lose out, and several <laughs> other teams lose out, um, they need at least, uh, I think seven or they need, I think they need eight other teams to lose out. If eight other teams lose out and they win out, <laughs> they will make the playoffs. Reagan's bet is still alive. <laughs> <laughs> it sure is. So the o ten and one Lions taking on the five and six Vikings and the Vikings have looked good at times this year. Um, Kirk, Kirk cousins, man, he's either the best quarterback in the league or the worst quarterback in the league. And it's mm-hmm. usually both in the same game. I was about to say, <laughs> that's not even on a game to game basis. Like it happens yeah. both in the same. <laughs> so I don't know. It depends on what version of Kirk cousins shows up. If the lions have a chance, if cousins is good for one half of the game, then I don't think the Vikings need to worry too much about this one. So uh, I'm going to go Vikings. Yeah, I'm going to go Vikings as well here. Um, maybe the Lions cover the spread because, you know, they've covered a lot of spreads this year, surprisingly. Um, the one that stands out that they didn't cover was against the Eagles. But other than that, they've been pretty good against the spread. And it's seven this week, and it's a they're at home against the division rival. So maybe take them on the spread if you're feeling yeah. brave. But uh, the Vikings should should win this game pretty easily. Yeah, and Jacob, I'm hearing in my earpiece right now, agrees with us. <laughs> he has also picked the Vikings. You got him in your earpiece, like a, I do have him. A Tony Romo commercial. <laughs> have you seen that one? <laughs> I haven't, but I'm assuming it's funny because Tony Romo is yeah, funny. I, yeah, he's he's done a complete career 180, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, yeah. One of the most hated guys <laughs> in football by me. Yeah, now one of the most loved. <laughs> did you did you hear him this week on the broadcast call himself overrated? No, that did he really say that? I forget what the context was, but he said something about him being an overrated quarterback. Well, he oh my goodness, that just adds to his his likability, in my opinion. Yeah, that's funny. absolutely that's funny. Uh, so so uh, that lined up well for me to introduce this next game. We are having, unfortunately, the Philadelphia Eagles are going to be playing football for the thirteenth week in a row. Uh, but this week they get the Jets. Um, I would say this should be a win. Last week should have been a win, 
But right. I really, I really don't think that uh, we will get away from the running game early two weeks in a row after it had been working so well for us in the weeks past. So, and the Jets have one of the worst run defenses in the league, if not the worst. Mm-hmm. And um, there's just no way we should lose this game. And if we do, I mean, I'm not sure I'm going to want to watch any more Eagles football this year. But I'm going <laughs> Eagles. Yeah, I think Eagles is the safe pick. I also think it's the right pick. Um, just looking at the stats right now, the Jets have the seventh worst run defense. Mm. So uh, that lines up well for our our Jalen Hurts to run all over them. And whoever yes, is the running back du jour for the Eagles, if it's <laughs> Howard we'll Scott, Sanders. Sanders, I don't know what they're doing. But uh, yeah, I, I'm going to go Eagles as well. I just I wanted to touch on this because I knew it would make you sad. Uh, I was reminded this week that Jalen Rieger was picked in the draft one pick before. Oh, don't even uh, Justin yes, Jefferson. Oh, well aware. So, well aware. <laughs> we'll never just, forget that one. Yeah, just I mean, it's crazy to think that that is reality and that Jalen Rieger went so high in that draft. But Jalen Rieger of the two dropped game-winning passes this past week. Yeah, That's impressive. I mean, we'd like to get on Aguilar here in Philadelphia during his time here, but I don't think he ever dropped two game-winning passes in the same game. So, yeah, That's yeah I was Rager. I was listening. I was listening to somebody else talk about this game, and they're like, "Yeah, Jalen Hurts. He, he had a horrible game, but he did throw two touchdown passes on the last drive. He's like, <laughs> neither neither of them counted for touchdowns, but he did throw two <laughs> touchdown passes." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was it was really rough. There's there's so many rough things going on in that game. Like, I mean, there was those two drop touchdown passes. There was a drop touchdown earlier in the game, right before halftime, which that drive ended up being an interception. So mm-hmm. it would have been a better game for Jalen Hurts had that not happened. And right. on that same drive, uh, there was a touchdown run that got called back due to holding. So mm-hmm. really rough week for the Eagles. Hopefully they can move past yeah. it. I'm sure they'll turn it around, as are you, and as is Jacob. He's also picked the Eagles, another friendship. Friendship. (laughs) All right. Uh, Who we got next? It looks like we have the Denver Broncos involved in a game of football against the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, Should be closer than I think a lot of people would say this one is. Yeah, Um, I think we were both surprised when we saw the spread for this one. Yeah, uh, we were looking at the spread before we got started, picking our bet on it, and the Chiefs are favored by 10 points Ten against points. the Broncos. It, it is at Arrowhead, but this is also a divisional matchup where the Chiefs are 7-4 and four and the Broncos are 6-5. and five. The and Broncos could be in first place after this week. Jacob yeah. wouldn't to talk about that if he was on the show today. but Jacob would lose his mind if the Broncos <laughs> win this week, which is well within the realm of possibility, I think. People are, like, clowning on the Broncos this year, which, to be fair, I was, too, after the, the Ravens kind of blew them out. I was like, yeah, those first three games didn't mean anything. But they've come back, and they they played good games against good teams. Like, they beat the Cowboys, and... They were in control all like, game against the Chargers yeah. this past week. Yeah, uh, the Broncos are, like, a legitimate, like, like I was saying about the the Saints and the Cowboys, they're like a high B tier pushing A tier team, and I think a lot of team, a lot of people that I've seen online are like, yeah, Broncos are awful, and they're putting them like in the same conversation as like the Seahawks, like C tier kind of, like yeah. Seahawks without Russell Wilson, bad. And yeah. I'm like, I, <laughs> I, I don't, I don't so. I'm not getting that narrative. Um, 
other side of the ball, Kansas City Chiefs have figured out how to play football. They've decided to forget at the beginning of the season, um, but now have since then been rolling. Uh, Mahomes has still thrown a lot of interceptions, so that might turn out to be a big talking point in the game um, if the Chiefs can't take care of the ball and the Broncos end up with a lot of turnovers, yep. then that will definitely uh, change the course of the game. Uh, I was curious, I'm just looking at the stats. The Kansas City Chiefs are the fourth worst team in terms of taking the ball, taking care of the ball. They have a negative mm. seven turnover differential, Yeah, uh, which if you ask Bill Belichick is the most important aspect of winning a football game. So, And that's Bill Belichick that. of the uh, uh, six Super Bowl titles, if anybody's right. wondering. <laughs> right, yeah, that's not just somebody I made up. Broncos <laughs> are plus one on the season, which anything zero or above is good. Um, just keep that in mind. Yeah. Uh, all that being said, taking everything into account this week, I'm going to go with the Chiefs. I think Mahomes will do enough to win this one. Um, I don't think it's going to be a 10-point victory. I think this is going to be a, a touchdown or less. Like I, I could see this one being a two-point game and the Chiefs coming out on top. Yep. So I, I agree with you. Uh, halfway, it could. It's either going to be a real close game, or the Broncos are going to have one of their uh, mm. patented bad Denver weeks TM, uh, <laughs> like they had against the Eagles <laughs> a couple weeks ago. Right. But, um. Uh, I think I personally believe it'll be closer. And you brought up the turnover differential for the Chiefs. Patrick Mahomes not getting so lucky on his uh, Yolo balls down the field this year. Um. And Patrick Sertan has been a really good cornerback for uh, the Denver Broncos. Had two picks this past week, that first-round rookie. Um, That was one of the guys I was hoping the Eagles would draft. I had like a list of four, and he was one of them. So was Devontae Smith, so it worked out. Um, But yeah, I'm going to also be going with the Chiefs in this one. I think uh, the momentum that they've got is going to be too much for the Broncos, and their defense has suddenly just discovered how to play defense in the past few weeks. Mm-hmm. So interesting uh, turn of events there after they looked like the worst defense in the history of football uh, some weeks prior to that. So, yep, going with the Chiefs as well. Yeah, and looks like we're going to have a disagreement for the NFLs this week. Jacob has gone with the extreme homer pick, Denver Broncos, over the Kansas City Chiefs. Has he really? Oh, yeah, that's goodness. what that's what he said. <laughs> <laughs> no way. Oh, when he was over at my house this week, I was talking about like, hey, you guys are just one game behind the Chiefs now. He's like, no, nope, no, nope, I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to get excited <laughs> about it. And uh, that's exciting. And uh, also uh, uh, fun to note that this game actually, uh, you wouldn't know it from the order of games, but I'm pretty sure this game got flexed to Sunday Night Football. So that adds even some that. more intrigue to it. It sure did. 720 in NBC. Amazing! Oh, that's, I'm I'm so happy that Jacob picked the Broncos. That's fun. I am too. I'm proud of him. <laughs> I am proud of him. If you're listening, Jacob, and you should be, uh, we're proud of you. <laughs> <laughs> um. So with that, we will go into our next game. The Arizona Cardinals are going to the Windy City to take on the Chicago Bears. Um, Cardinals hoping to get Kyler Murray back in this one. Cliff Kingsbury pretty non-committal about whether or not he's going to play, saying uh, he doesn't want to push Kyler Murray. I but I would guess that he's going to play because there was a chance he was going to play last week, ended up not playing. And uh, he, he really needs to get back out there, I think, uh, for this team to continue capturing some of that momentum they had earlier in the year. And uh, they, they really haven't done poor, all that poorly in every game since he's been out. Uh, no, they're they still 
very much in the in the race for the number one seed in the NFC. So I think the sooner they can get Murray back, the sooner they can hope to maybe lock that up after a few weeks. Um, Chicago Bears, on the other hand, are not in the running for number one seed in the NFC. They're a pretty bad team. Um, missing Khalil Mack for the rest of the year. He's on IR, so that's a big part of their defense. I think the Cardinals will probably score a good bit on the Bears this week. And uh, I don't really even care if it's going to be um, Justin Fields or Andy Dalton playing quarterback for the Bears. I think it'll be a pretty one-sided affair. Yeah, I looked for a long time to try to find a reason to pick the Bears, given that they're a home underdog this week. But the Cardinals, I mean, they're 6-0 and on the road this year. And Colt McCoy, as a starter for them, has gone 2-1 and since Kyler Murray's been out. And they're coming off a bye week, so regardless of who's at quarterback, I think they're going to have a good game plan to beat the Bears, who are not that great. Um, you mentioned Khalil Max out. Uh, they still have Roquan Smith, who has been an elite linebacker this year, but I don't think that's really going to be enough to to slow down the Cardinals' offense. And yeah, I'm going to Arizona also. And nice. Jacob, no shockers here, is also going with Arizona. Very nice. Yeah. So that'll bring us to our next game. We have the Los Angeles Chargers traveling to Cincinnati to get some of that sweet Cincinnati chili and also play mm. a football game against the Cincinnati Bengals. Drew, you ever had Cincinnati chili before? The, the Skyline chili? Skyline chili, yeah. I have, yeah. We went to uh, Cincinnati for a Frisbee tournament in high school, so we made a stop at a Skyline mm. chili. Yeah. I've only had it out of the freezer, but it's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, freezer, I thought it was pretty good lie. when I was there. Yeah. Anyways, you don't care about chili. This isn't a cooking show. It's football. <laughs> so, the matchup on the field, Chargers versus Bengals. LA coming, against, coming off a tough loss against divisional rivals. Denver, we talked about that game a little bit last uh, earlier in the show. Uh, they just couldn't really get anything going. Um, the Broncos kind of stifled them, only put up 13 points. And even then, they, they blanked them in the first and the third quarter. So, uh, not a calendar day for the Chargers last week. Um, looking to correct things. Bengals, on the other hand, blew out the Pittsburgh Steelers. Like, not even close to a game. 41 to 10. And the Bengals are a team that I cannot figure out for the life of me because. Agreed. Like, I, I want to believe that they're really good, but at the back of my head, I'm like, Cameron, this is not. This is not even a playoff team that you're watching yeah. right now. Um, so it's tough to tough to figure them out. I I think back to the year when the Titans started off nine and zero a while back, and then they finished like ten and six, something like that. Ooh, that's rough. <laughs> and I'm like, they're, they're giving me serious like Titans with Chris Johnson vibes right now. Mm. Uh, Jamar Chase, I think is is legit. Like I think they got a lot of players on their team that are, like legit game breakers like good nfl players um but at the same time i just don't think they line up man for man against a lot of other teams as well as they could um chargers on the other hand i picked them at the beginning of the season to win the division um and they have lost a lot of games so far that i would have expected them to win um and i think they gotta figure something out and it's gotta start this week so i'm gonna go chargers go chargers yeah i'm gonna be going with the chargers as well um, they, they really need to get back right game. And I think mm -hmm. this is going to be it. They're going to, I believe they're going to come out and have a good showing against a team that 
everybody's probably pretty hot on once again. Yeah. After, you know, they had a 32 to 13 victory over the Vikings, or not the Vikings, the Raiders uh, the week um, before this past mm-hmm. week. And then this past week, of course, 41 to 10 over the Steelers. So two good wins. That's about the time that they come out and lose a game. Right. Um, <laughs> just like earlier in the season uh, when they came out and lost to the Jets and then got blown out by the Browns in mm-hmm. two consecutive weeks. So, um, not just basing it on that because that's not good analysis, but uh, I do think the Chargers are in a spot where they really need a win here, and they mm-hmm. know that they need a win, um, especially with how they got uh, manhandled by the Broncos a week ago, and how the Chiefs have been um, on the up and up here. So I'm going with the Chargers as well. Yeah, and Jacob is also going to go Chargers, so we have another friendship. Friendship. <laughs> Very nice. <laughs> Very nice. Uh, that'll lead us into our next game, NFC South matchup, uh, where the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are going to get another win because they're playing the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, they're favored by 11 points, and they're not the home team. Uh, so that tells you a lot about how uh, these two teams are perceived, and that's just the correct way, co- correct, correct way to perceive them. <laughs> wow. Um, Elma Fudd. Elma Fudd. Um, those wascally... Uh, Buccaneers are going to go to it. I'm going to stop that now. They're going to go to Atlanta <laughs> and uh, probably whoop up on them. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much all I got to say about that one. Buccaneers uh, had a little bit of a scare against the Colts just last week, but the Colts are a much better team than the Falcons. So yeah, I agree. Yeah. Bucks are looking good. I think the, the big thing for them is they got to stay healthy and if they can get healthy, they'll be a Super Bowl contender, but if they're not healthy, um, then they're just going to be a really good regular season team and kind of bow out in the playoffs early. Um, I'm going to take Bucks this week. Final score, twenty-eight to three. <laughs> nice. I was wondering. I I thought about bringing up twenty-eight to three, but I I chose not to. Wondering <laughs> if you would. Very good. Jacob is also going Buccaneers. I think we've we've got a lot of games this week that are like heavy favorites. Yeah. Like really good playoff teams going against teams with like horrible records Mm -hmm. (laughs) so there's a lot of a very fun a lot of agreements across the board uh our next game i think we will have some disagreements on maybe uh the washington football team traveling to las vegas to take on the raiders i spoke on this one earlier as my bet on it game um the Raiders, led by Derek Carr, who is still having an MVP caliber season stats-wise, despite everybody saying he is not the guy for the future for the Raiders. Leads the league in passing yards, um, has had a handful of touchdowns, too, because those matter. Um, <laughs> Ari spoke That's about true. the defenses in this game and the Raiders' offense being pretty high-powered. They got uh, 33 in regulation against the Cowboys and tacked on three more in overtime to win that game on Thanksgiving. Uh, I'm going to Take them to win back-to-back games against NFC East teams. Yes, sir. I'm going to be going with the Raiders in this one as well, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, the Washington football team is on a three-game winning streak right now, taking down the uh, Buccaneers, the Panthers, and Seahawks in consecutive weeks. And, you know, that that's good for them. They're, they're figuring some things out. But we've also seen uh, what they can look like from, you know, a, a bad team perspective. Um, and mm-hmm. I expect that to come into play a little bit this week. I think uh, I think their defense is going to allow quite a few points to uh, Mr. Derek Carr 
and the Raiders offense as they continue to figure things out uh, after all the uh, tumult that they've been uh, facing this season. So Mm -hmm. also going to be going with the Raiders. Interesting. We do have a disagreement here. Yes, I was hoping Mr. Wilkinson would be going with the Washington Wizards here. Jacob is going indeed with the Washington Warlocks, despite uh, (laughs) their missing star player Joey Sly pulled his hamstring mm. trying to chase down a Seahawks player after a blocked field goal last week. Yeah, I think so no, that was that was a actually a blocked extra point and blocked extra point, right? I'm yeah. not sure I've ever actually seen that happen. Like uh, an extra <laughs> point get blocked for uh two points for the other team. Yeah. Like I knew but, uh, that could happen, but I was very excited as it happened. Like I was watching the game. Allie and I were killing time. She had an intramural soccer game last night. We were just killing time waiting nice. to go over there. So I threw the game on and like I turned it on and that happened and I was started like freaking out. I was like, babe, look at the TV, look at the TV, look at what's happening. <laughs> like, I've never seen this before. She's like, what? <laughs> just like they blocked funny. the extra point, they're gonna take it back. <laughs> <laughs> That's so good. Um I got very a, excited. Yeah. Um my mood for that game was ruined, unfortunately, because I had a bet that involved the Seahawks winning the first half and uh the the referees made sure that didn't happen. Right. We don't have to get into that. <laughs> Real quick um, before we move on, another shout out to Bobby Wagner. Thank you for the fantasy win. Oh man, twenty nine and a half points. He got you this week. That's good. <laughs> yeah, I know he he listens to the show, so gotta yeah, make sure. Friend of the show, Bobby Wagner. Um, yeah. How how do you like doing a, t- a fantasy team with uh, defensive players? I like it. I it's, sometimes it's kind of gimmicky. Yeah. Uh, it, at least but, on nights where Bobby Wagner gets twenty nine and a half points. <laughs> That's crazy. Um, because ironically he's like one of my top scoring players like linebackers mm. linebackers and uh safeties and that get a lot of tackles get a ton mm. of points because like yeah. the default espn scoring has like bonuses for getting like 10 total tackles yeah and stuff like that and so like there was one week where wagner forced like two fumbles and got an interception oh, and he got he got like 47 fantasy points <laughs> and it was like the it's top ridiculous. scorer in our league so it's like yeah. It's fun, but at the same time, like if you're on the receiving end of that, like it's yeah. really annoying. I was it's... about to say, if I if I ever did one of those leagues, I feel like the rules would have to be changed a little bit because I I don't know how I'd feel about you know having a really great week but only losing because a linebacker scored almost fifty points. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, and, and I will say I was the I was the highest scoring team in our league. Oh my goodness! And I and he was Shut the up, second Bobby. highest, obviously only only. Point one behind me, so. Ugh, feel bad for whoever that was because I've had a couple of those weeks this season, and that's Sorry. the worst feeling. <laughs> Sorry to Uncle Allen. <laughs> Sorry, Uncle Allen, uh, friend of the show. Um, up next, <laughs> we've got another one of those games that you mentioned before, where uh, we've got a um, well, maybe not a great playoff team taking on a bo- uh, bottom dweller. The Jacksonville Jaguars are going to play the Los Angeles Rams in SoFi Stadium. Uh, the Rams on a bit of a slide here. I believe that the loss to the Packers this past week makes it three in a row. Um, mm-hmm. At least I can't remember who they played before the Titans, but they've lost to the Titans and the Packers. And it was... They lost to the Niners in between. The that. Niners. Oh, that's right. Yeah, because Kyle Shanahan just will never lose to the Rams again. So... Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the Rams are still a really good team and they're still going to be able to figure things out 
especially on the offensive side of the ball. And the Jaguars are not a great team, although they did they have had some games this season where their defense just shows up out of nowhere. See a nine to six victory over the Buffalo Bills a couple weeks ago. But I'm not expecting another one of those. I'm going to go with the Rams. Yeah, the uh, past couple of weeks, Matthew Stafford has looked like a Ford. They're wanting to look more like a Jaguar, I think. <laughs> nice. Um, car jokes. You know, we got them all. Jaguar. Um, Jaguar. Um, but anyways, on from the bad puns and moving on to football. Uh, the Rams, like you said, struggling three straight losses. Uh, not what anyone really would have expected, I don't think. Certainly not what Jacob would have been looking for out of the Rams. Yep. Um, to be fair, uh, Packers, Titans are both clear-cut playoff teams, like both vying for a first-round buy. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, the Rams are supposed to be doing that, too. So you, you got to take a, at least one of those. And I don't, I don't take too much stock in divisional losses, especially if it's a decent team. So the Niners game doesn't look as bad to me as it as it does to some other people. But um, all that being said, I mean, you got to beat the Jags. <laughs> yeah. You know, the Bills, the Bills fumbled the bag against the Jags already this year. You don't want to be the second high caliber team that loses to the Jags in the same year. So uh, I'm also going to go Rams. And no surprises here. Jacob also going with the Rams to beat the Jags. Friendship. Big time. That was really good. Getting close to the mic worked for you there. Oh, okay. I'm gonna, <laughs> if we get another one, I'll be sure to remember that. Cool. Absolutely. <laughs> you do. Uh, next up, we have what some people will call the biggest rivalry in sports. They are wrong. Uh, but it, the Baltimore Ravens are going to Heinz Field uh, to play Heinz the Pittsburgh Ward Steelers. Heinz Ketchup Field. Heinz Mayo Field. Mm, ranch up. Side note. What uh, What is the biggest rivalry in sports? Biggest rivalry in sports, um, I think I would have to probably say the biggest rivalry in sports is Red Sox-Yankees. Yep, that's a, that's a pretty clear-cut one. I think it's Red Sox-Yankees. There are a few soccer derbies, as they're called. They're rivalries and derbies. A little soccer lesson for everybody listening. A derby is two teams from the same city playing each other. So oh, okay. like Manchester United versus Manchester City is a derby. Uh, the uh, biggest rivalry in English soccer is probably actually Manchester United versus Liverpool. Liverpool. Ooh, which, dang. Look at that. I don't even know. How hey, I look that. at Drew. <laughs> look at Drew. Um, you probably knew that because Liverpool is owned by the same people as the Red Sox. So mm. there you go. Uh, but Man U Liverpool is probably the biggest rivalry in English soccer, and it probably compares pretty closely to Yankees Red Sox. But anyways, uh, none of those four teams are playing in this game, and none of those four teams play this sport. So, Ravens, Steelers, uh, both teams coming off pretty bad showings last week. Uh, the Ravens looked bad and won. Lamar Jackson threw four interceptions. The Steelers looked worse and lost by 31 points to the Bengals, um, who also blew out the Ravens this year. I can't figure out this NFC North. Um, it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> people are still calling Lamar Jackson an MVP favorite, which I understand, like, one bad game doesn't define a season, but he's had a couple of games now this year where it's like yeah. ever since I bet on him to I win know, MVP. <laughs> yeah. He needs he needs something. He needs to have like a some kind of IBS in the middle of a game again to turn his season around. <laughs> but um it's so tough. The Ravens are eight and three, man. Like Yeah, it makes no <laughs> sense. 
<laughs> I still think they're good, but like you watch them play and you're like, this is not an eight and three team. This is a yeah. this is a five and six team, you know. So. Especially like watching them that last week against the Browns. They came out with the victory, but I mean Lamar Jackson four interceptions. I mean yeah. like people are talking about Jalen Hurts's awful game. I mean, they deserve he deserves to be called out for that awful game. But yeah. I feel like if they would have ended up winning, we would hear a little more about Lamar Jackson's bad game. But yeah. It is what it is. Yeah, I'm going to go Ravens in this one. Um, I, th- I think I've said my piece about it. Yeah, I'm going to go Ravens as well. Uh, the Steelers bamboozled me once again into thinking that maybe they would uh, do something with this season. But uh, that showing against the Bengals just shows that that certainly is not going to be the case. And I expect Lamar Jackson to have himself a little get-back game here and... Uh, Maybe not have an MVP performance that seems less and less likely now, but we'll see. I think he'll have a great game. Yeah. The Steelers, to me, one more quick note, they're looking more and more just sad yeah. <laughs> after every week. Like, they're, they're the family that's like, they've been in this one house their whole lives, and now a hurricane's coming to destroy it. And they're like, <laughs> hey, you guys got to go. And they tell you know. the cops, no, we're staying right here. And mm-hmm. they're just kind of, they're kind of, they're faltering and it doesn't look pretty. Um, <laughs> Jacob is also going Ravens in this one. No surprises there. Friendship. All kinds of friendship this week. Definitely. So that will lead us into the game that was formerly the Sunday night football game. Thankfully, it's been flexed out of that because I don't want to watch another game of uh, the Seahawks in prime time. The Seahawks are hosting the San Francisco 49ers. Um, shouldn't be a surprise to anybody that I'll be picking the 49ers here because I have picked them to uh, win by at least three and a half in this one in the bet on it segment. So uh, 49ers trending in the right direction. Jawan Jennings, uh, Blackman High School alum, caught another touchdown this past week, had a, another play that was almost another touchdown, but his uh, knee grazed out of bounds, and so it did not count. But uh, with Debo Samuel going out, he's pretty... Th- much the wide receiver too now uh in fact i think kyle shanahan came out and said that he will be the wide receiver too going forward while yeah. Debo is out so that's fun congratulations to Juwan. really cool to see someone that i uh, went to high school with uh playing and doing well in the nfl um and on the other side of the ball seahawks they're they're rough to watch um hopefully russ will get back to doing russell wilson things at some point this season but has not been the case so far. I'm going Niners. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You you bring up a lot of fun points. They, I, first off, how cool it is to go to school with somebody, go to high school with somebody who's now like a legitimate NFL player. It's catching touchdowns cool. in the NFL. Yeah, you know? yeah. I only went to school with him for one year, so probably not the same feeling. <laughs> but I mean, it it's still neat to see a guy from the high school I went to just. Torch in the NFL, best wide receiver in NFL history. You know, yeah, absolutely. Um, pick him up. He's available on every single <laughs> league. So go ahead and go pick him up. <laughs> go, go scoop up our boy Jawan. Um, Seahawks. have been looking shambolic with and without Russell Wilson. Ooh, shambolic. I saw, <laughs> I saw a meme this week. <laughs> it, it was something along the lines like we shouldn't let Russ cook anymore, and it was a. <laughs> Is a picture of two raw hot dogs and a bowl of uh, Honey Nut Cheerios with milk. <laughs> <laughs> That's so good. <laughs> and I was disgusted by that. 
I also laughed at it. Uh, and I'm also picking the San Francisco 49ers and Jimmy G to get it done this week. Excellent. Quick check of the sheet. And Jacob has also selected the Niners to do the business. Friendship. All right. Uh, moving on to our last matchup of the week. This is the only one anyone cares about. There's a reason it's sure. on Monday Night Football. Uh, the New England Patriots, the fighting Bill Belichick's, the <laughs> protagonists of the NFL, everyone's favorite mm, darling team. Wait, hold on. Going on, <laughs> going into Buffalo, the state of New York to take on the Buffalo Bills, Jacob's other favorite quadruped team that starts with the letter B. Um, Ooh, should a good be connection there. Hey, there's a reason I'm on the on staff here. <laughs> Should be. I, I think this is going to be one of the best games of the year. I really do. I don't think I'm going to be able to watch it because I'm going to be incredibly nervous unless the Patriots take a big league early. But it's lining up to be a great matchup. Patriots first in the AFC East. Who would have thought we were saying that at the beginning of the season? Uh, this guy definitely thought that. Been a, been a big fan of Mac Jones ever since we drafted him. I was pumped that we got him. Um, Jacob keeps on calling him a role player. I keep on saying he's the offensive rookie of the year. And I guess he more like that every week. <laughs> I guess you can be both of those, especially if you're playing with one of the best defenses in the league. Um, all sorts of parallels being drawn to uh, the year that Brady took over for Breeze or for Bledsoe, not Drew Brees, Drew Bledsoe. Um, <laughs> and man, it feels so good for the Patriots to be back. I had one year where we were just kind of okay, and. <laughs> Now we're yeah. challenging. Yeah. Now we're challenging for it's a first round tie. Must have been really rough on you. Coming out of the, the darkness. Fans. All me and all the Patriots fans. Bill Belichick has returned to his status as fashion icon last <laughs> <True>. week. <laughs> coming out with the puffer jacket and the Under Armour cold gear. Mm. No shirt over it. Undefeated <laughs> just, drip. Just pure class. Pure class. Uh, no surprises. I'm going Patriots. Homer pick. Big time. Uh, we got to come up huge. If we win this game, then I'm going to go ahead and call us Super Bowl contenders. If we don't win this game, then we're, we'll make the playoffs and we might win a couple of games. But if we win this one, I will have no doubts about our ability to win the Super Bowl. And Mac Jones would be the first rookie quarterback to do that. So that would be insane. And the next 20 years of the NFL are going to be dominated by McCorkle. And it's going to be glorious. Well, I don't doubt the second part of that statement that McCorkle and Bill are going to have another run uh, for the Patriots here. But um, I'm going to I'm going to spice things up a little bit. I'm going to go with the Bills here. Oh, um, you know, I think I think this one will be a really good game. And Vegas agrees. Uh, the Bills, the home team, are only favored by two and a half here, so that's pretty much like an even game. Um, mm -hmm. in fact, the first time I looked, it was bills, uh, minus three and now it's bills yeah. minus two and a half. So, uh, moving a little bit in the Patriots favor there. And that's hard to, it's hard to argue, um, why it would be doing that. Um, but I think the bills defense is going to be really tough on that Patriots run game where they have found a lot of success and that run game, I feel like has, uh, allowed McCorkle to get a little more comfortable. And I think the, the bills will do a good job of shutting that down. And um, so we'll see, but uh, we'll see what the Patriots do. Uh, everybody always talks about how Bill Belichick is good at taking away the first option for an offense. So I would expect Stefan Diggs probably to have a slow game, but then that still leaves you with 
uh, Emmanuel Sanders, uh, mm-hmm. Jacob's favorite player, Cole Beasley, right. and uh, Dawson Knox, who's having uh, a pretty good season here, uh, coming onto the scene as uh, one of the fantasy community's favorite tight ends. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this will be a really good game, and I won't be surprised at all if the Patriots win, but I think the Bills are aware of the stakes here and are really wanting to get back into control of this division uh, after letting the Patriots have control of it for so long. So, Yeah, yeah. I don't want to touch on, I mentioned Bill Belichick's turnover policy. New England Patriots are sitting second place in the league right now, turnover differential. They're plus 10. That's hard to beat. <laughs> you want to guess where the Bills are? Uh, are, are they number one? They're number three. Number three. Plus oh, nine. I figured they were one away. Ugh, dang. Yeah. Okay. So, so I, this mm, is going to be close. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be really important for Josh Allen to take care of the ball. He's been a little careless with it um, in a few of the past weeks, but he had two interceptions last week. Didn't end up mattering because he also threw mm. four touchdowns in a blowout. But we will see. Yeah. And, uh, Jacob's moral compass must be off because he has picked Tom Brady to win and the New England Patriots to win in the same yeah. week. What a wacky guy that Jacob Wilkinson going with the Patriots. Wow. I kind of expected hero. it, but national hero, um, national anti-hero. Um, but uh, yeah, so that was fun. That'll do it for uh, this week's slate of games. Uh, thank you guys for listening to NFLs this week be sure to check out our weekly power rankings on nssportsmedia.com be sure to give a listen to the good nba podcast our sister podcast if you will um and if you got any questions comments concerns um looking for some life advice hit us up at nssportsmedia at gmail.com and we will be sure to acknowledge you even if you sent us an email three weeks ago and it still hasn't been mentioned on the good nba podcast um it'll be brought up eventually sorry it'll about come that up. it'll come up <laughs> we're um, trying to bring it up any- organically yeah exactly exactly <laughs> um you got anything you'd uh like for the people to hear before we head out of here uh yeah i just wanted to make a correction on uh something that was talked about last week um jacob said i hate basketball and for that reason <laughs> we will never have four people on the good nba podcast i don't hate basketball i casually enjoy it I, I I couldn't tell you a single thing worth any salt analytically about how a game is being played. <laughs> so, yeah. so so me being on the good NBA podcast would just be reminiscing the days when Greg Popovich had Monty Ginobili, Tony Parker, and Tim Duncan on the same team. And not even that I liked the Spurs. I just liked it when they would pass the ball fifty times and then <laughs> shoot a wide open shot. Yep. And that was fun to watch for people me. People still <laughs> allude to that today whenever a team passes a lot, like, oh, they're like the Spurs. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I don't hate basketball, but I just have nothing constructive to offer. Also, you're a Celtics fan, so Yeah, it would don't be even think about coming on. We would be at each other's throats the yeah, entire time. It just wouldn't be amicable. Um, yeah, I would break my computer before we got done. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So. I also don't know anything about football, just putting that out there, but what are we going to do? And he's the best of all of us and claims <laughs> to know nothing about football. Interesting. Yeah. Very cool. Uh, thanks for that. Uh, that'll, that'll do it for NFLs this week. Uh, my name is Drew Wade. I'm Cameron Reed. And, uh, well, I went first, but as always, I got the coin with me. <laughs> <laughs> We tried. Craig, get us out of here.